When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. You got nothing. Welcome to the Tom Bernard uh, Show. Dave's got to figure out how to put headphones on. I look up and all of a sudden you guys are all bobbing your heads like a bunch of muppets, and I'm like, what are you listening to? And then I'm like, oh, yeah, this is the family with Tom Bernard sitting in for Tom Bernard. I'm Dave Schrader, along with. Cassie Schrader, Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen, Happy Hanukkah, Catherine Brandt, <laughs> Andy Brandt Bernard, and Mike Brandt. Doug Steppleton, Richard Denke, our guests in just a few minutes talking about It's a Wonderful Life and Kostaki later on in the show. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out... The all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President and Chief Lending Officer at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we work with a lot of multi-generational, family-owned businesses. Take Raymond Auto Body of St. Paul, for example. Four generations of the Slomkowski family having successfully run the business. When they were ready to expand, we helped them acquire a new building, allowing them to service more vehicles in their state-of-the-art shop. 
We've also helped them set up the next generation of owners, keeping the business and family for years to come. Tom here. If you want a family business like me or any business, you should be banking with Brad and Mike over at North American Banking Company. I know them and trust them with my banking. Every time I deal with them or their team, I know I'm working with experienced professional bankers. Sounds like we really won you over, Tommy. Well, let's not get crazy, Brad. Seriously. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. Welcome back to the program. This is The Family. Tom Bernard still out. All right, Clan COVID. Oh, How are things at home? Clan COVID. Well, well, if yeah. I didn't get out today, I might have had to kill oh. him. So you're using the I was KQ wondering. Mic. Using the KQ mic. mic. Oh, is that the key? Yeah, for some reason, it's like 800 feet in front of him. Hello. For some reason, Move Dad has two mics. I don't know why. Oh, I thought that one. Okay. He has the complete Just, uh, separate setup. You know? Yeah. He yeah. must put that one, one on the floor or something. Yeah, he moves that one away yeah. and then pulls yeah. that one towards him. So much go. math. It's a lot. It's a lot. He had problems with the off and on switch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Headphones with switches, all these newfangled things coming out. Seriously, we've done this before. Yeah. Pretty sure. Your dad has forgotten to use the right mic many times. It's uh well we did an entire couple better. of days last he week sounds- using that mic and it sounded great last week. So. <laughs> he did. It's a good thing you projected. Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, I, I, I could hear it in the headphones, but I'm guessing hear. the, the listeners probably wouldn't have. Hmm. No. Yeah, very strange. Well, uh, so how's uh, we have Tom our guests going? on? Oh, well, I'm going to get a quick checkup for uh, yeah. Tom okay. for the audience. He's fine and lucky to be alive. That's all I have to say. <laughs> my, and, uh, my favorite part is him saying he didn't have time to watch Cruella. That movie's two hours long. How much time do I have? You're. What are you doing? <laughs> like, uh, you have to do on <laughs> Wednesday, I was doing nothing but complaining about being isolated. Yeah, yeah. so that Tom, I feel two hours. Hours. I see no love in this room for your COVID. Oh They're all just on, bitter that you've got it. On Monday, he tested positive. So he tested positive with a home test on Sunday, and then he went and tested a week again ago. Monday morning. Yeah, yeah, a week ago. And then he call, I call him, and I'm like, so did you get your results back? What's going on this week? And he was like, oh, well, I'm positive, and uh, I guess we won't do the show. And I was like, well, did you tell Andy? Did you tell Cassie? And he's like, I got a thousand things going on, Alex. And I was like, like what? You're in quarantine. You literally have nothing going on. I was like, I'll call Andy and text Cassie then. Yeah. Uh, well, taking care of my two children yeah. in quarantine. Yeah. My favorite was after he found out that he oh was God. he was he had it, and he found out that somebody else had it from the station. He blamed the station. Okay. He was running around the house on the phone yelling yeah. about how angry he was oh, that he was. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, if they wouldn't protect the people. Show. I'm like, could you go downstairs? <laughs> He's walking around the house just spewing, spewing yeah. COVID everywhere. <laughs> and he was so mad at everyone else that he had COVID. And I'm like, you have to take some personal responsibility. Like, you could yeah, have done You didn't done have things. to hug and kiss every listener. I yeah. should have never shared that lollipop. Yeah. yeah. You know. You what a happen. kiss every listener. Uh, yeah. Well, on an upside, it's the holiday season. We just came out of Thanksgiving. It doesn't sound like there was much to be thankful for. Uh, battling uh, no, COVID. The saddest well, Thanksgiving I, ever. Well, during my hiatus from the show, mm-hmm. I had the busiest three weeks of my life. Oh, yeah. yeah going to the pediatrician every 15 uh, Well, first, I had surgery. Yep. Oh, yeah, you and then surgery. I had a baby. <laughs> and you then I graduated great, from college. I know. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. All in three weeks. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Way, to go. Way 
to close I out hope. this wretched year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope never to be that busy again, but I guess that kid's only time oh, no. sleep Not that you got a kid to get used to yeah, it, Yeah, this is how yeah. it is. It's now. a wonderful life, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's our next that guest. Doug nice Reinhardt, and I hope I say this properly, Denki is joining us as well, promoting their book. It's a wonderful time, the Hollywood time travel series. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Hello. Good hey, thank you for having us. Oh, of course. First of all, I got to tell you, I love the fact that you guys are, are working in a um, uh, genre that I love so much with time travel and then dealing with one of my all-time favorite movies. This time of year, I constantly sit down with at least one or two of my kids and force them to watch It's a Wonderful Life with me <laughs> to them. introduce them. Well, movie. it's a black and white movie, Michael. Yeah, they don't want to watch black and white movies uh, until they see it. It's mm-hmm. so great. And then everybody falls in love with the movie. So you guys, you did a lot of background research. Obviously, your your novel is is fun and, and fantasy, but it's based in, in the reality and history of the making of this movie. Uh, what, what set you off that made you want to direct a book about this specific movie and about this specific era and time? Uh, well, the idea originally was uh, an idea that I had, and it was actually made into a movie script. And uh, it was about a guy going underneath uh, a pedestrian walkway here in, in uh, Hollywood under the 101 freeway, and he came, comes up on the other side, and I chose 1940s Hollywood. I didn't know the exact year, but after I kind of wrote it out, I decided to make the year 1946 that he comes into because, as your favorite film, my favorite film is This Wonderful Life, and I thought it would be great to have him in that year during the making uh, when they made that movie, which was July, uh, April to July in 1946. And then uh, that was the start of it. And then uh, Reinhardt and I, um, in the last year, uh, had uh, decided to make the script into a novel. And that's that's uh, what, what we got now. Huh. How did you end up that being your favorite movie? Um, you know, I've always loved the movies of the uh, 30s and 40s. Mm-hmm. My mom mm-hmm. loved them, so I kind of got that from her and also the, the music of that era. And uh, I remember, you know, I think it was called the Movie Channel back in the late 70s. It was cable. They used to play that stuff. And then Turner Classics, you know, Turner was yep. playing that mm-hmm. stuff. And so I kind of just uh, would watch that stuff whenever I could. And then when I came out to Hollywood in 84 in Los Angeles, they used to have, I'm not sure what it was called. It was by the La Brea Tar Pits. But every Friday and Saturday night, they would show old movies. And that's where I saw a lot of uh, the Capra films, you know. Um, Mr. Smith goes to Washington and he can't take it with you and so I was just always anytime there's old movies I would go watch them those are the best movies that's why yeah I think so I agree they do some great stuff in in Hollywood uh, Los Angeles area too there's one of the is it Hollywood Forever Cemetery where they actually like on Friday and Saturday nights they show movies on the side of a giant crypt and you can just set up lawn chairs and watch these movies is that Hollywood Forever Yes. Uh, I believe it is, yeah. yeah. Uh, Reinhardt, what do you think? Of that? That's true. Yeah, Hollywood Memorial Cemetery. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of interesting people buried there. Yeah, yeah, all of them. Yeah, Paramount mm-hmm. Studios backs right up, I think, to Hollywood. Uh, uh, yeah, it's sort of like they, they finish with their actors and then they put them out there. <laughs> yeah, just act. put them out there. And the security <laughs> guards don't huh? like that area because it backs up against the cemetery itself. Yeah. A lot of the security guards talk about ghosts that are seen going back and wow. forth between the buildings and they, they a lot of them won't touch that back area weird little rejoiner but uh, <laughs> i'm not done getting attention yet. <laughs> yes, exactly. still ready for their close-up what uh, when you're doing the research and we'll talk about the book in a few minutes which i find endlessly fascinating but what about the movie what were some of the the interesting bits as you're doing the research that a lot of people wouldn't even know about 
Why don't you take that, Reinhardt? Um, well, I, I, I think the you know the background of the movie is interesting in that it was um, it was originally designed for uh, Cary Grant, oh. and um, uh, and then I think D Doug can elaborate on this more. But the story itself ended up in Frank Capra's hands, and you know Frank Capra and Jimmy Stewart had both returned from World War II from active service. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Stewart was in the U.S. Army Air Force, and uh, Frank Capra was making movies uh, for the Army. And um, uh, when they came back, they'd been out of the game for four years. And they took a gamble on this being their return to Hollywood film. And, you know, the most interesting part is, you know, when it came out, it was not well received. Really? And it didn't do well. And both of those guys moved on to do other things. Now, with varying degrees of success, I would, I would argue that Jimmy Stewart's career exploded after that a little bit yeah and frank capra's went the other way um because when you look at his pre-war films these are some of the great classics of american cinema his later films not so much and um uh and also there's a certain complexity to stewart's performances in his later films because before he was just kind of a a goofy sidekick you know the way he was in philadelphia story or um, or, you know, an earnest young man, as he played in Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Right. After that, you know, those, those characters he played, like the pilot in Flight of the Phoenix or, um, you know, the bounty hunter in Naked Spur or Winchester 73, those are dark characters. Hmm. And he was able to pull that up. Well, going going into you know this classic, and, and a lot of people don't realize that it wasn't this big hit at the time. What was the feedback back then? What were the reviews saying that seemed to to kill this? What is now considered a, a major holiday classic? Well, it actually got mixed reviews. All the reviews weren't bad. Actually, I think it got more more good reviews and bad reviews. But uh, some some didn't like it. But most of them, I believe, did did like it. But the problem was uh, when it came out, there was a major a major snowstorm on the East Coast, and uh, nobody went out to the movies that weekend, the opening weekend, which you know the the first weekend really is is uh, uh, you know really important for a movie coming out, and so they didn't make the box office money then, uh, and um, and then you know movies back then they didn't stay in the theaters that long, and then after that they just went on the shelves, and and they weren't showing that stuff on TV yet, so. So it did actually get pretty good reviews. You know, it was nominated for five Academy Awards, Best Picture being one of them, but mm -hmm. it didn't win. Um, so it got, it definitely got, you know, some spotlight on it. But yeah, money-wise, it did not make any money. Frank Capra, I think, lost about $500,000 of his own money. Um, and, and what happened was uh, the reason it became such a success is uh, by in 1974, there was a clerical error with the copyright uh, holders and they didn't uh, file the copyright and it went into public domain. Oh wow! And, yeah, and as wow. a result of that, from '74 to '94, um, all the TV stations across America could play it for free. They didn't have to play a license fee. So that's why you could, uh, you know, '75, '79, '80, whatever. You just turn every other channel was some some ex some different part of its wonderful life, and they were just you know taking advantage of it that it being public domain. And that's how I think it got the new uh, last couple generations of fans. Um, right. That would have been right in the wheelhouse of when I was growing up watching it. It was on okay. every WGN mm -hmm. in Chicago where I grew up. It was on constantly or, or WFLD, yeah. Channel 32. You could catch it year round on multiple stations. Mm. And, and that's where I kind of fell in love with it. And I love that whole paranormal mm. angle of the movie to begin with. Just the fact that, you know, 
for the spoiler alert, folks, if you haven't seen It's a Wonderful Life, I'm about to give away a spoiler. But to, what is life like if you removed yourself? And I just, guys, I just posted, I think, three or four years ago, uh, last week, I, I, this post popped back up in my memories. And I challenged people. I said, every year at this time, I watch It's a Wonderful Life. And I told people, go watch it again. But then sit back and reflect on your own life and look at how many people's lives you've touched and in what ways you've made an impact. And it's pretty amazing when you do sit back and actually take account of your life and what you've done and and the people you know. And I look at all the friends that have come together and marriages from our radio show and doing things. And it's really kind of spectacular when you start getting outside your own head. And that's what the movie was all about, really just kind of getting off the me, me, me and looking at all the stuff that that George Bailey was responsible for in that little town of Bedford Falls and how he changed lives. And we overlook that when we're feeling insignificant and small, right? And and I think that yeah. is what makes that movie so amazing is because it gives people a different perspective on the way to see that you may think your life doesn't amount to much, but when you look at all the things that you've that you've turned for everybody else, it it's it's pretty it's a pretty heavy weight and that it's pretty is, amazing. Yeah. Are you trying to make me tear up? What's going on? It is cool, right? It you, is. It is. We, we, we have kids, Catherine, right? And you yeah. think, oh God, I got to do this. I got to take them here. I got to go there. But you watch these kids affect other parts yeah. of life and how things change and they branch out, and it's it's powerful. It's really a remarkable situation. And and gosh, that's been doing Darkness Radio now sixteen years. One of the best uh, compliments I get is the fact, you know, I came to one of your events. I didn't know anybody. I was alone. I've always felt like an outsider. Now I've got this group of friends I've been pals with for 10 years. I married one of them. We have two children now. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wow, that's that's really great that, that you have those kind of impacts. And I think that's an important – I think that's why people love this movie mm-hmm. is it really gives them a chance to mm-hmm. kind of dip into their own psyche for, for 90 minutes to two hours and just really enjoy that aspect. Um, yeah, and also for a character like George Bailey whose every dream he had was broken. Right. Yes. Yeah. And he ended up living a life of self-sacrifice, and then he felt worthless because he had nothing to show for it that he could that he could discern. Right. And isn't uh, that funny? Once it's taken away, and you feel like, look, I've had to give up everything, but it's it's like the Garth Brooks song, right? Unanswered prayer, where he talks mm-hmm. about going to the high school reunion and seeing the girl that he always wanted to be with, and then realizing what a horrible human she turned out to be, <laughs> and realizing that the wife he got and the things that he got in life are pretty amazing. It's mm-hmm. although he divorced that wife that he wrote it about and married Trisha Yearwood. So. Well, that's but, beside the but point. But that's really kind of <laughs> you, you get that perspective of wow, maybe life isn't so crappy after all. Look at all the good things I do have. And if he would have left town and traveled, he wouldn't have married Mary. He wouldn't have those children. He wouldn't have saved the town. And and that suddenly mm-hmm. gives you a different shine on wow, this is this is a wonderful life. This is pretty damn good. And mm-hmm. that that is a really excellent element of that and guys i gotta tell you one of my favorite books was a book called nevermore by william Schertzberg. i can't even say it it's this long <laughs> norwegian name but it's it takes uh place with real characters uh, sir arthur conan doyle and harry houdini and they work together to try to solve this series of crimes that are taking place in the style of edgar Allan poe novels mm. and edgar Allan poe's ghost is appearing to sir arthur conan doyle and Doyle's talking to him about these, but it's this weird reflection in time of is he really seeing the ghost or is this time travel in a sense? And mm. Arthur Conan Doyle's talking to Edgar Allan Poe about these weird crimes, which is giving Poe in the past 
concepts for these novels he's going to write. And I just love when you take the context of reality, and they did a great job with that, with Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, the book, <laughs> yeah. uh, was phenomenal. So I love that you guys are taking a real period in time and injecting this fantastical history to it and time travel. How, again, you, you'd you come up with that one concept, but why focus on this movie? Was there just enough interesting meat as you're doing the research for this that you know, hey, we could fit this in and show how this kind of takes place and how our characters might be working behind the scenes? Uh, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the the lead character, his name is Evan West, and he is 25 years old. And um, so there's a few traits of me and him, but it's not, I'm, he's, I'm not his character. Um, you know, the, the fact that he, he loves the 40s, that's that's from me. And he and his movie favorite movie was It's a Wonderful Life. And favorite actor Jimmy Stewart and Frank Capra that's about all that I gave to him but the rest him uh, you know wanting to, dressing like the 40s driving an old car that was stuff that, that Reinhardt and I discussed to make his uh, backstory a little more interesting but the, the movie yeah r- r- not not long after I wrote down the uh, the treatment I just uh, that was the that was the the magnet or the, the film that drew me I thought of all the films this would be such a great one because there is such a big demographic of people that love the film. I mean, especially in America, but even mm-hmm. all across the world, people love it. And um, I just figured, how could you go wrong with 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 Jimmy Stewart and Frank Capra? And it's it's not like mm-hmm. being a fly on the wall. It's actually being, you know, Evan actually gets to work on the film as an assistant editor, and he gets to help make help them make certain decisions of the to make the film the way we saw it, that the way that we know it. So it's a real fun, fun. Uh, it's kind of has the tone of Back to the Future. That 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 was. Uh, one of the ideas when I had not to make it to Back to the Future, but to have that kind of fun tone, which I think we accomplished in, in the book. Well, it seems to have that kind of, I was thinking, quantum leap vibe to it, right? Where he's going in and fixing things that might have yeah. gone horribly wrong had he not been there in that time era. That's correct. Yeah, there was also yes. a show that I was somewhat influenced by from the 60s, an Irwin Allen show called Time Tunnel. Right. I don't know if you, it was one season, mm-hmm. and it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Well, the book, uh, I'll mention again, the book, Evan West lives, breathes, and exists for everything film. His heart beats at 24 frames per second. He aspires to be much more than a film trailer editor, but he's lucky to live and work in Hollywood. When Evan crashes into a telephone pole one night, he's thrust into a temporal vortex and suddenly transported back to Hollywood in 1946 during the making of the beloved Christmas movie It's a Wonderful Life. And despite his confusion about how he went back in history... He ends up befriending Jimmy Stewart, which leads to a job with director Frank Capra and to Dorothy Page, the soulmate he could never find in his own time. Evan also meets with Dr. William Cooper, a brilliant scientist and fellow time traveler who worked for Nikola Tesla in 1899 can they save the film from being defiled by a greedy studio mogul and protect this timeless classic this again this sounds so cool why are you guys hoping to backdoor it by putting it out as a novel then maybe get it pushed back into a film category um yeah, that's possible yeah i mean like i said it was a movie script that i had written, co-written back in uh, 2015 Got it to a few places, uh, got passes on it, but everybody said, great idea, great concept, but you know, not, not what we're looking for huh. at the moment. Um, so it was like going to be like at least a $20 million movie. So a couple of years ago, I thought, you know, I might never get this film made, but I could you know, put it into a book a lot cheaper and uh, spend you know, less time. And so that was the idea. And, and if it does get made into a TV series or a movie, awesome. But that's not the main Thing, just wanted to get the story out because I think it was such a fun story that people would enjoy reading. Have, have but, you guys met anybody from the movie? Um, no. 
No, I I, um, I recently met Frank Capra the third, which is uh, Frank Capra's grandson, who's actually a film producer here in Hollywood, and I talked to him. But um, I, I, the closest I came to Jimmy Stewart is I w- I was at UCLA one time. This was back in gosh the late eighties, like maybe like uh, 80s, 88, 89, 90, and Jimmy Stewart was the speaker. And I think it was for one of his movies, but I never got a chance to meet him. But I did see him in the flesh. <laughs> yeah, I had, a, I had a chance to meet him when his book of poetry came out. He was out oh. signing his books. Wow. And we went to, like, um, Borders Books or whatever the heck it was at the time. Yeah. And uh, stood in a long line. And what a, just a nice guy. So kind. He talked to just about everybody in line. It took forever to get through it. And he had to be 2,870 by the time he was doing this. And he looked so old, but he was so friendly and loving to everybody. And this was probably 88, maybe 1989. Um, Just the energy and the attitude and the – he was George Bailey in person. He was really just a sweetheart of a guy. Yeah, I think he only shot one person a dirty glance, and that's because they thought he was. They mentioned that they loved him in Public Enemy and Roaring Twenties, which is Jimmy <laughs> Jimmy Cagney, not Whoa, Jimmy Stewart. And, and Stewart looked up at him and kind of just gave this look like, "Where, where the hell are you?" Yeah. <laughs> well, Jack Dorsey uh, stepped away from Twitter, so maybe you can maybe he can oh, yeah. fund, fund your movie. <laughs> yeah, there you go. He's got nothing to do. Yeah. Nothing to do. Yeah. <laughs> Well, guys, we wish you continued success with this. I noticed that the title, It's a Wonderful Time, the Hollywood Time Travel Series. Are we going to see more in this uh, line of books? Yeah, the plan is, uh, so this It's a Wonderful Time is is the first book of the series. And uh, the plan is uh, Reinhardt and I will, will uh, write a new book every uh, you know year to two years, just depending on, you know, we're both busy with other projects. You know, he's a screenwriter and producing a couple movies. Uh, I'm I'm uh, doing a couple other projects in a TV show. So, but we're committed to doing it. And so, yeah. So we we hope to do do a new book um, every year or two. Will they be and, on and other there's, movies? There's no, there's no uh, lack of movies or people to write about. We can pick any decade, any movie we mm-hmm. want. So, we just have to, you know, have we just have we just have to figure what, out what those will be. But we already know what the second one is, and possibly the third. And we're not going to tell you. <laughs> Yeah, Come on. you miserable son. Well, thank you for calling, though, and being part of the show. It's a wonderful time, the Hollywood Time Travel Series. Doug, Reinhardt, thank you both for stopping in today. Thank you for having us. Thanks so much for having us. Yeah, I appreciate it. You got it. We'll be back. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Family. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? 
Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant That's the history of it. It's kind of fun listening to your fanboy out in that movie. Oh, I loved it. Welcome back. This is The Family. Tom Bernard is still out dealing with uh, COVID. I asked him if he wanted to call in today. He said no. (laughs) (laughs) He sounded so good the other day. He's so crabby. Okay. Everyone's pretty much better. Everyone keeps on. They're like, how's your dad? I'm like, honestly, he's more annoying than sick. And yesterday I talked to him on the phone. It was like he had a cold. Yeah, not, not a bad cold, just a cold. Yeah. He was very congested. Mm-hmm. And like yesterday, I talked to him on the phone, and he's like, Yeah, I'm feeling better and better every day. And I was like, You sound really congested again. He's like, I'm not congested at all. My voice is just lower, and I think it's because I haven't been talking as much. Yeah, and I was right. like, Yeah, yeah. Catherine, can you like, get me some I have, to, I have to come in and uh, I'm be recording some new commercials. <laughs> and I'm like, Oh, that's going to, well, we got the nope. sleep number bed. It's going to sound wonderful. Well, and then he says he said things. He was like, you know, I can tell I'm healing because I have this tickle in my throat, and it just means that it's healing up really nicely. He it was like, up with the what most are you crazy? It's called positive yeah. visualization. Yeah. I was like, oh, tickle in your throat means you're healing up nicely. Yes. Okay. I didn't know that. that I didn't is know a that. surgical wound. Yeah. And, and doing this. <laughs> yeah. like, it's I'm not coughing. No, That's not, not coughing. coughing. No. It's clearing no. my throat. Because it's tickle, and it's healing up so well. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, well, you clear your throat away from me. Okay. Yeah. Go away. Far, far away. Speaking of fangirling, uh, oh later God. on this week, mm-hmm. Bill Engvall oh, wow. is going to join. Okay. And that's that's one of my fangirl moments. I love Bill. I He's just I one of the nicest him. guys. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Mall of America. He's, yeah. he's a great comedian, um, and this is his retirement tour. He's oh, doing one really? last, yeah, right. here's your sign, and he actually has been ordained as a minister. So we're going to shoot the breeze about uh, giving up comedy for religion. And wow. Why. I thought it was funny in an interview I heard, he goes, yeah, I've just, I've gotten to that age where I realize I don't want to die in a hotel room by myself. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, and then that made me feel really weird because I'm like, I'm traveling a lot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we maybe we can be the first couple to get our vows renewed via podcast mm. by yeah, Bill like Ingvall. By Bill Ingvall. Why do we have to do it on the podcast? Let's just go out to Bill's. Well, I was just saying, it would be the first time <laughs> a digital vowel renewal yeah. on a podcast over the phone. Why not? <laughs> yes, or It might be a first. It'll be yeah. weird. Well, my daughter who we found out through Ancestry.com 
my our first meeting was the day before we got married, and she got ordained as a minister oh. in Minnesota so she could come preside over our wedding. Right. Mm-hmm. Or okay. at least that's a story we told Cassie. So I've got an house <laughs> if I ever need to walk. Oh, no. They were not really not really or it wasn't real. He used <laughs> Google Docs and made it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, should have been should have been proved to you when you were referred to as the party of the first part. <laughs> well, and on our uh, marriage license, my last name is misspelled. What? Yeah. Good job. People, everyone misspells Bernard, no matter what. Bernard. I can say there's no E, and they'll put an E in it, no matter what. <laughs> so I was like barnyard without the Y. Yeah, exactly. And then That's they like, go. People mm-hmm. yeah. like, seem to get that. Actually, I love, when I get the comments on Facebook, they're like, "I am a huge fan of David Schrader." S H R A E D E R. I'm like, "Yeah, you're a huge fan, all right." I, the- I go, "What's it? S H R A E D E R?" And they're like, "Oh, it's autocorrect." <laughs> no, oh, <it's> liar. <laughs> liar. Or you get the Schroeder, S-C-H-R-O-E-D-E-R. Well, they're all ultimately derived from the same name, right? I assume. Schrader, Schroeder, all those. That's German, right? That's what they tell me. However, my ancestry says I'm like 98% Scottish, and then the rest is Irish. So I don't know where German even came from. I think you got Dave Schneider's happy birthday earlier in the year from me. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Snyder. That is correct. It's like, that's not my birthday. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> it's been like amazed. Like, hey, I wanted to wish you a happy birthday. I'm like, it's kind of early, but I appreciate it. Uh, speaking of Christmas movies, is anybody, has anybody been watching any of the newer ones lately? You have. I have. Because uh, I've been sitting home with nothing to newer. do. Uh, last few years. Hmm. Debatable. I think we watched one from 2015 and one from 2013. I watched so. something called Holiday. Anybody? Yeah, I saw anybody? It. I've seen that Wasn't pushed, it? but I've never seen it. Okay. Well, it's terrible. Uh. <laughs> Except for one five-minute part, which had me. I was I was actually crying. I was laughing so hard. Mm-hmm. It was worth living through the shitty part of it uh. <laughs> to get to the one part that's actually good. Oh, I, I don't know. You don't know? Emma Stone. No. Emma Stone's in it? Not no. Emma Stone. You Emma, always do this. Emma Watson? Roberts. 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 Oh, well, she was like from, Amanda. Uh, Amanda. <laughs> Amanda Byrne? I don't Amanda know. Byrne. I don't know I was like, people in any of them because they're newer people. I, was I like, have no idea who I they are. I don't know who Amanda Byrne I'm is. I'm like, are these all like... Um, what, what's that channel? Hallmark movie actors yeah. and actresses? Have, have I'm not sure. Hallmark started showing Christmas oh, yeah. movies in October. Yeah. Well, they have yeah. like a year's worth, I'm yeah. pretty I sure, of their movies. In a, I can't say the town yet. We were filming a new series, but we were in one town for two and a half months. Mm-hmm. And I got like four channels, and one of them was Hallmark. <laughs> yep. It was Christmas Did movies in October. Them all? No, oh. I, I brought my own fire stick from home so I could plug it in and watch Netflix and Amazon <laughs> Prime because oh. it was four channels. Well, I guess yeah. it, it's 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 awful, but there's okay. a, it's worth this one. Well, this is a we podcast watched... of secrets. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just like we're writing books. Can't tell you about what. <laughs> Doing a show. Can't tell you about where. Yeah. Yeah. You should know as an attorney. Yeah. Those NDAs yeah. are tough, have man. You, have you seen Four Christmases with Reese Witherspoon? Oh yeah, and I saw Fawn? that. Where they're all on the roof smoking pot. Yeah. No. That's one you need to watch. I okay. think you would like Four it. It's Christmases a... with Reese Witherspoon. Yeah. And uh, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn. It is a hilarious Christmas. Oh, Vince Vaughn's always funny. There's a couple other people in that too. Okay, we'll watch it together. You two watch it. Uh, a castle for Christmas. A no. castle for Christmas okay. with Brooke Shields, that who produced it completely. No, I, no? Uh, she made it, and it's on Netflix. It or she just produced huh. it. She's in it, and she produced it, or so maybe it she directed Hallmark. it. She did something. 
and it's it's pretty not great. <laughs> it's pretty it's not, not great. Terrible. Like it's definitely Hallmark stuff. Hallmark, Is it Hallmark like the grade? ones that you put on in the background while you're baking or something? Then well, I had it on my iPad because I can't watch movie. I can't watch anything downstairs because Tom's in Leopard Lair down there. <laughs> so I can't. Won't, I can't. I I'm not going case. down there. <laughs> I run through to the workout area. I'm like with my you know something over my nose don't breathe don't breathe i run in there and shut the door and i'm sure he's already been in there licking all the different <laughs> coughing not coughing right just clearing the, his throat yeah with, with that age of stars did you see the tiffany thing was it last week oh yeah holy, holy. no what? She, she's up there on stage singing and not very well and then she started ripping on the crowd Her who it, did this yeah, it sounds tiffany. like tiffany it's it really bad yeah we yeah. played it like on the, the show tiffany last from week. a million years ago she was she's singing yeah. from the show alone now. Last year. And it sounds like she's up to 20 packs a day <laughs> right. and drinking oh, bourbon straight right. out of the bottle. Right. She's, she's going, oh, I think I'm alone now. not joking. Oh, my. And the I audience think... is making fun of her and she starts going, fuck you guys. Fuck you guys. Oh, well. Well. And yeah. you right. yeah. Yeah. That's I where, that's where I heard week. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my word. We just had her on. She was on. That's right. It was a Monday because I talked to her. Yeah, we had her on like a couple months ago. Yeah, we'll months. say like July or August. She's she was super nice. Yeah. Because she was so. on before COVID when she was supposed to start the tour and that got canceled. Yeah. Maybe, maybe she's cool. like, you know, can do two martinis and not three. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. I think Some she was about turn. number seven. Yeah. Some people turn after. That's that? true. Well, I am that guy. I that's why I learned not to drink much. Yeah. The audio when I go so. to events with, with Cassie, when we'll be out, I'll let her drink. Because you let her drink. No, I. Well, yeah, I mean, like <laughs> I let her drink. Happened. I don't You're join her in that. It's not like <laughs> I say, oh, we, because I'm the guy. Like when I'm sober, I don't mind when guys are checking out my wife. She's pretty. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, of course you're going to look at her. She's beautiful. After a couple of drinks, I'm like, you need to fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> right there. You Sounds need to familiar. Die. Yeah. So I just decided Tom Bernard after I just yeah. don't do a glass that. of wine number six. Yeah. And I become Sammy Davis Jr. when I drink. I start, I don't know she why. She does this slow, de-evolving. No. <laughs> I just Dave, a cigar Dave carries you around. We, no, we were at an event. And... and I'm watching her, and this guy comes up and he goes, "You know what's really creepy? You're just like stalking your wife." I go, "No, I'm watching the de-evolution of my wife." I said, <laughs> we are we are about 15 minutes from the uh, from Sammy Davis Jr. He goes, "What are you talking about?" Well, as she gets drunker, she starts to close one eye. <laughs> I have that too. Do you? Then, yes, you know, I have the, that too. The best part is though, then as she gets drunker. She she finds everything she says extremely funny, uh, yeah. and then she starts doing this, <laughs> and she claps and does the whole Sammy sh- okay. finger shake, and I'm just like, oh and, and the guy I'm with goes, oh my god, <laughs> and we're just watching, and she's small and she's got the shoulder bob, yeah man. I've got this great video of her. Cool cat. Oh she is god. so. Oh my God! Baked, and we go over, and we're sitting at a table, and somebody's singing karaoke, Neil Diamond. Oh no! And she's like, she's trying to talk, and I'm like, "What are you doing, honey? What are you doing?" And she goes, "I'm really feeling Neil Diamond right now," and she's just bobbing her head, and then she's just laughing her ass. I was so. Did you barf? No. No. Did you? No, I don't. I usually don't get sick from alcohol. But uh, that's why I don't <laughs> sounds nice. Yeah. Well, you also have a video of me fighting with my suitcase. <laughs> yeah, with your suitcase. Yeah. She lost, by the way. <laughs> wow. That's a bad, bad I loss. I could not nice. move my suitcase for the life of me, and I, I don't. I think it, either I packed too heavy or I was just too drunk. I don't mm-hmm. know, but uh, maybe both. Mostly too. At least I'm a happy <laughs> drunk, and yeah, it's yeah. fun. 
And I don't get belligerent or mean, so nope. that is that. always nice. All good things. Andy gets hilarious. Yeah, and then all of a sudden he goes like dead quiet, super quiet, quiet and turns, turns very green, yeah. <laughs> and then has to barf. That's get, Sandy. I get, that I get sick in like no time. Yeah, I think so. Yes. I can't drink. And I just get really loud. Yeah, this is Tiffany. Is this the right video, or would you even I, know? I, don't, I I heard it. I didn't. Well, I guess we'll find out. Wow, that's pretty bad. That's yeah. Tiffany? That's, that's a yeah. woman? That's not Keith Richards? How <laughs> dare you? He sounds better than that. It's, yeah, a shame. Yikes. Uh, it's the uh, chucker singing that's it is they started blanking out the swears in this video oh, that's no yeah, fun well you couldn't even really hear her anyway because she's just like right now, right now. <laughs> yeah she looks like she's like sick or something who well, just did that at the yeah. at some at the at the someplace <laughs> no the Times square thing where the the new year's eve thing they were singing and she was just terrible was it Mariah Carey? Yes. Oh, yeah, yes. that was a couple of years ago. Yeah, just she, terrible. She what blamed was that she all couldn't about? hear her audio. Oh, because she couldn't hear the, yeah. yeah. And, and she got she, really mad because people were like, you suck. Yeah, yeah. it, was, it yeah. was brutal. That, oh, man, I watched that live. I was like, oh, God. Yeah. Um, yeah, Oops. she was totally off key and everything. She Yeah, she blamed her earpiece, but. Just take know. the earpiece out and just sing. Yeah, yeah, you really. would think that? a veteran singer like Mariah Carey could yeah, do that. Just... Or is it because when you t if you take your earpiece out, are you behind because you're on a mic and yeah, it's coming through the, the, the yeah, yeah, yeah? I guess that would be. Well, true. you probably couldn't even hear yourself because of the loud music. That's the problem. Mm -hmm. The earpiece drowns out everything but you, so you can hear yourself. Oh, yeah, but okay. with all the blaring music, you probably wouldn't even know how you sound. Oh, There's no, no way. So wow. trying to talk at a party. They should have fixed that before she started. They probably should have, mm -hmm. yes. Nope. If that's really what it was. Well, yeah, you never know. Well, it makes I mean, you wonder how many times do they sabotage somebody that, from what I hear, yeah, she's just asshole. like one of the douchiest humans <laughs> yeah. on planet yeah. Earth. Really? So I'm wondering if one of the guys just like potted it down so she's up there, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just put a filter I'll on it so it's one semitone I'll down. fix you, Mariah. <laughs> the Divas Tour with Tiffany and Mariah together. Oh, that guy boy. that released, released Linda McCarthy by herself singing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah that kind of, she, I think she yeah. stopped going around with them after that she she? Was, it was so embarrassing no she was still touring. i thought she stopped. i think they just <laughs> unplug your microphone crawls oh. up they're like we're gonna do the show and he kicks the mic out <laughs> speaking of the beatles has anybody yes. watched the documentary yes. are you watching really it yes, yes. Yeah. we are yes. i can't i'm not gonna watch it till i get to watch on the big screen mm. when leopard lair is done it's um, fabulous i can't wait very, i've heard nothing but I've how seen, amazing it I've is i've seen a couple of clips where paul's just playing the guitar and all He's of a sudden like a all of a sudden there's mm -hmm. the song yeah mm -hmm. and it's so funny because you think they must have come in with something they literally had 14 days to create like 14 brand new songs mm -hmm. get back is one of them and at one point he's literally it looks like like almost like um uh, Dustin Hoffman from Rain Man. He's just kind of got his head down and he's plucking yeah. away and all of a sudden you start hearing the riff from Get Back and you see the look on his face like, yeah, I think there's something here. And then they're like, no, 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 get back, yeah. get back. And it's just like, he has two or three words and then they slowly, as the show evolves, you just watch him put together the song. And then they were wow. going to make it a this kind of song and then they altered it to this mm. and then it becomes Get Back. And it's yeah. just, 
you hear the beginnings of each one of these. And it's really, that to me was the best part of this. But it is, there's no narration. Oh. You're just mm. sitting in the studio watching them mm. for nine and a half hours. Who was filming all this stuff? This oh. is, they were filming, uh, that's what became a lot of the movie Let It Be. Um, oh, okay. So they were filming it as a documentary about a TV, live TV show that they were getting ready to do. Okay. And I don't want to kill anything else for you, but you just watch it and you'll see all of this footage. And, and Peter Jackson went through, I think they said it, they had 50 some hours of yeah. footage. That they <laughs> Peter Jackson down. made it 100. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I just read in the article, Disney's like, well, we need you to remove all the swear words. And Paul and Ringo are like, nope, nope. then you can't have the movie. Mm-hmm. He's like, this is how we talk. This is what we did. And they're not even that bad. I think I heard the Effenheimer twice in six hours. Yeah. Well, what, wow. What's cool is Paul like has changed his view on why they broke up after watching the video. Well, you can see why like, in the video. I yeah. think it's different. Yeah. <laughs> so, really? It's well, really he started cool. believing yeah. a lot of the stories. You know, when you're 50 years out from that moment. Right. And you've heard how you were kind of responsible you start to think uh, I really Plus he's up. dead and then you watch so the video footage. yeah so it's, it's pretty impressive to watch this unfold for you in the battles and and but it's funny cassie was pointing out she goes their fights you know they have these horrible fights that as we're watching it don't feel like fights it's like well Catherine, i wouldn't have worn that plaid jacket if i were you well i don't like your shirt either <laughs> And then they're both like steaming, and like that's the most violent the yeah, voices get very... during their fight, right? And you're like, well, they were fighting. That's a very, very right. British way you know? to fight. You yeah. call that a fight? It's right. very that's passive. It. Were the stone? Was it the stones? I think it was the stones. You used to like get into fist fights, right? At one point, they're fighting because there's a newspaper article that talks about this row that they had in studio, and they're like, "Can't we sue?" And they're like, no. And he goes, but we didn't even come to, we've never come to blows. And they're getting into this. That's the only time they get, like, we're irritated is, like, the newspapers quoting this fight we had, which, you know, they had a disagreement, but never came to blows. And, and all of these strange stories come from it, and they're just laughing about it. Mm-hmm. Um But, but it's, it's, it's fun. It's a really good to see. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I'm very excited, excited to see it. You haven't seen it. Already. I have not watched hardly anything in the, like, I don't know. Apparently not. She's been nope. quarantining with children. Mm-hmm. Quarantining with children. You don't get so to when they go to watch, watch anything. When they go to yeah, but I don't know. When they go to sleep, I've just kind of been like, I'm just gonna fall asleep right now. Yeah. I don't have any energy left. Yeah, that's pretty much how Melissa's been. I know. It's like when he sleeps, it's like time to get a nap in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're bored, it's amazing how it can that translates into sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> and like the yeah. weather has. I mean, we went outside, but not as much as. We would have had it been warm outside because yeah, it was so course. windy. We went to Minneopa State Park. That was See really the cool. Bison herd. Buffalo herd. Oh, that's bison where you herd. were. Yeah. Oh. There's a buffalo herd. We drove the whole family out there because we were just like, we need to free do something. Free park day, right? National parks are free. Yeah, Black Friday. Day. All mm-hmm. Minnesota state parks waive their entry fee. Mm. Nice. Huh. Oh. We have a caller. It is Damien. Hello, Damien. Hello. I am yeah. waiting. I'm just listening to you guys. Totally listening. Love your show. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad you don't hate it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you didn't call in to say you hate it. <laughs> well, I mean, I probably wouldn't say that, but I love your guys. Seriously. Love it. Thank you. Where do you live? Ramsey, Minnesota. Uh, Catherine, why'd you say that? Like, get as much information as we can. Yeah. Like, yeah. like this guy wants to wear our skins oh, for the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> I totally love it. 
watching it and I'm watching like the three second delay. Love your show. Love you guys. And I hope to uh, what show are you calling into? <laughs> Where are you watching us? Sure. This is creepy. I want to know if there's a hidden camera in the studio. Where'd he go? Damien. Well, you're probably in the studio. I'm not. But it says live on my big screen. I'm just watching. Oh, I, this is the, the first time I've ever called it, and you guys are the best. Love you guys. Oh, you've called in before. I have your name on the uh, <laughs> yeah. Listen, you stalker. We know where you are. You got your address. Called it one time before because yep. I asked for what the the black lady's name, the um black lady Miss B or whatever oh, uh, it was. Oh she yeah, was uh, the, the one who got stabbed or shot. Miss uh, Pat. Miss Pat. Yes. Oh, oh Miss Pat. Pat. She was Ms. fabulous. Pat. I yes. miss her. Yes, and I tried to look it up, could not find it. But you guys are awesome. Well, thank you. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate much. your call. Damien, so I'm nice sorry that you. they all sound so stupefied by compliments. They all look at each other like they like the show. Every time I hear Miss Pat, I just think about her nipple getting blown off. <laughs> <laughs> it's very well, distracting. You know what that means? Oh, my God. But her thing was so funny when <laughs> you guys played it. Miss mm -hmm. Pat, yes. So... If you guys can send me the link, I would love to listen to it again. Because she's oh, the episode? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, it's simple. There's, she's been on a couple times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah the best yeah. was actually something the listeners didn't even get to see, and that was JB being very uncomfortable oh. the oh, entire time. Oh, JB. My <laughs> yeah, God. His face. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. He was just like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> Although uh, Gilbert Godfrey was far worse. <laughs> Same, yeah. Oh, he, so bad. Yeah, he was like was actively angry one. at her or at him. Yeah, I, yeah I was here for that one. Oh, yeah. I, that was at the old place. What's that? Yeah, that was over in Minneapolis. I yeah, you're kind of cutting in and out. Damien, thank you for calling in. Oh. Thank you for listening and loving the Bernard family yes. and friends. Wow, Miss Pat has been on a lot. How many times has she been on? It's, it's awesome. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. I, I'll give you five. Send it to me and I'll uh, send me what you have. And I literally listen to you guys every single day. Nice. Well, thank you. Especially on Mondays. It's good the best to hear. Day. Yeah. Day. Yeah. <laughs> it's a day. Brad Chatter Bright. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. Kostaki joins us next right here on The Family with Tom Bernard and Family.